Welcome to the Carnivore Cast, a podcast focused on the carnivore diet and lifestyle, with practical advice from successful carnivores, citizen scientists, and top researchers. I'm your host, Scott Meslinski, and I'm here to speak with experts and experienced carnivores to get answers to your biggest and meatiest questions while helping you live your best life as a carnivore. This episode is brought to you by LMNT Electrolytes. This month, we're switching it up with an exclusive offer that's only for VIP LMNT partners, including Carnivore Cast listeners. You can now receive this free sample pack along with any regular purchase when you use my custom link, which is provided in the show notes or my Instagram link in bio. That's drinklmnt.com forward slash carnivorecast, all one word. And as I said, I'll include the link in the show notes. LMNT electrolytes are convenient, evidence-based, and delicious. And get yours today to help support the show. Thank you. Alyssa Grobner is a health influencer, carnivore diet advocate, and host of the very popular Carnivore Stories podcast. She's used a carnivore diet to fix high blood pressure, chest pain, and regain muscle after following vegetarian and vegan diets. Alyssa now shares her message on social media and on her podcast. The Carnivore Stories podcast features weekly interviews of people from all around the world telling their own carnivore success stories. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Yes, I'm so happy to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, before we got on, I was complimenting you on the beautiful uh, tie-dye canvas, so I'm glad we have that for the backdrop today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's finally getting to show itself to the world. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'll start in childhood, early childhood, because that's when it all began. Um, I was a normal weight kid until I was about four years old. Uh, my parents got divorced and I, that, that was really, I, at the time I didn't, it, it wasn't, I wasn't suffering mentally, but I, I turned to food, not having my dad there anymore. And it was, it was kind of tumultuous. And so by the time I was in first grade, I was like 130 pounds. Um, I was just really into junk food and um, fast food. I would beg my mom for it. And I, so I, I became pretty much morbidly obese in first grade. Uh, for reference, my daughter, she's eight years old and I think she's like 60 pounds. So a first grader at, I don't know, six years old, shouldn't weigh that much. Um, and I started having health issues from a very young age. Also, I had like chronic UTIs. Um, I never became diabetic or pre-diabetic that I know of, which is really surprising given um, uh, how heavy I was. Um, and doctors were always telling my parents that I needed to lose weight because I'm at risk of becoming diabetic or having a heart attack at a young age, you know, things like that. Um, and like I said, my parents were divorced. My mom lived in North Carolina. My dad was here in Georgia. 
And anytime I was with my mom, she would give me whatever food I wanted. And now being a mother myself, I see, you know, what the struggle was because she would, she said to me as an adult that it was so hard for her when I would say, I'm hungry, I'm starving, mama, please, can you get me a happy meal? It was hard for her to deny me those things. Um, but, uh, so anytime I was with my mom, she would let me have all this junk food. And I mean, I was, I was devouring it by the pounds. Like she would bring in like a box of corn pops or something like a big family size box. And before the end of the day, it was gone. I ate it all. Um, and it, it was just like that all the time when I was at my mom's house. Now, when I would go and visit my dad, like for the summer or something, he would put me on a really extreme diet. I would lose a bunch of weight. And, um, but when I go back to my mom's house for the school year, I, I'd gain it all back. And then some, uh, fast forward to middle school. I was living with my dad at this point and he was always really hammering in like, you know, you shouldn't be overweight. Anytime I had the health issue, if it was a cold, if I had an ache or pain or something, he was like, well, if you weren't so fat, you know, none of this would be happening to you. Um, so he would put me on these diets and exercise regimes. They were really extreme. And yeah, they would make me lose weight, but I had a terrible relationship with food. I would hide food and always gain the weight back. So I remained a chubby kid, not as obese as I was in first grade, but I remained a chubby kid through middle school and through high school. Um, finally, I think in like 11th grade, I it was the end of 11th grade. So summer going into senior year, I said, okay, well, I've had enough of this. I don't want to be chubby anymore. And so I resulted to starving myself and I wouldn't eat for days at a time. If I did eat, it was, um, or consume anything. It was like diet soda or, um, sorry. You're good. <laughs> okay. No worries. Yeah, if I did eat, it was like, oh God, I'm so sorry. This is like my worst nightmare. I knew this was going to happen one day. No okay. <laughs> um, if I did eat, it was like diet soda, um, maybe like a, a Tootsie Pop or something, just junk. It wasn't anything that was going to nourish my body. And, um, and, so I would, I would do that. And I lost a lot of weight, but I still had a terrible relationship with food on the weekends. Pretty much how it would go is I'd start, starve myself all week at school. And on the weekend, I'd go to my boyfriend's house and we would smoke a bunch of weed. And that was like my ticket to eat anything and everything. And, and it was like scary. I mean, I would down like a two liter of Mountain Dew, like a whole pizza, a couple bags of chips, like this huge binge. And, um, he was my boyfriend at, at the time, my husband. Now he didn't think anything of it. Cause he was like, Oh, she's just got the munchies really bad. And she's eating all this food, but it would get so bad. And I, I remember, um, I would, I would do that. Oh, on the weekends. This one time I had ate so much food before having to go to work. I worked at Burger King in high school. And when I got to work, I threw up 
in the bathroom because it was, it was like, I, I, I had over, overfilled my stomach so bad. And that, and that happened quite, quite a lot that I was just so hungry, so starved that I would binge on food like that. So, um, but yeah, so I lost all this weight. I think I had, I, I don't know, I was maybe like 120 pounds and that's like the lightest I had been since before first grade. And, um, I really liked the way I looked, but it was not sustainable. I had a bad relationship with food. Like I said, after senior year, I ended up moving in with my boyfriend and those weekend binge fests turned into everyday life binge fests. Um, so I gained all the weight back and then some. And I think by the time I got pregnant with my daughter when I was 19, I was like 190 pounds. Um, and then during that pregnancy, it was I was really depressed. I really didn't know what my life was going to be. I was young, pregnant, um, and I just sat on the couch for nine months and ate junk. So by the end of that pregnancy, I was um, 260 pounds. And towards the end of that pregnancy, that's when um, my blood pressure got really bad. I, I forgot to mention the first time I had a high blood pressure reading, I was in 11th grade. So wow. I was 17 years old. Um, and that's the first time I was at a doctor's office and they were like, oh, your blood pressure is high. But they brushed it off as, you know, like white coat, uh, what is it? White coat syndrome or... Yeah. Yeah, and or anxiety. Um, and uh, I just so at back to the end of the pregnancy, my blood pressure had gotten really high. I had gestational diabetes. Um, I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, which is um, diabetes after that, that comes about after 16 weeks of pregnancy. Um, and it was really bad and scary. And I was 19 years old and um, my mom had had a stroke when she was 40. So it was really frightening to me be, after have, finally having my daughter because I have this beautiful baby in my arms and I'm looking at her and I, and I am well aware of the state my health is in. And I'm like, well, if I don't change something, I'm going to die. I'm going to leave her alone in this world. My mom had a stroke at 40. I'm headed down that road, but even sooner because my mom was fairly healthy until she was like 35 when she got high blood pressure. And um, she actually had normal cholesterol when she had a, had a stroke. So I was like, okay, well, this doesn't look good at all. Um, I knew I had to do something. So I pretty much just, I, I went on what I call a common sense diet. I stopped eating um, any candy, cake, cookies, chips, like cut out processed foods, um, started drinking only water, so no juice, no soda. And I was able to lose like 50 pounds um, in a year just doing that and walking. My only exercise was walking. After that point, I said, all right, well, it's time to take things to the next level I've been hearing a lot, seeing a bunch of propaganda about um, 
the plant-based diet, vegetarian, vegan diets. Um, and so I, so that was my next level. And, um, following that, I was able to lose more weight and I, I got down to like 150 pounds, uh, after about a, another, another year of doing that. Um, but my health didn't really improve. I just lost weight. And looking back, I feel like it, it made my health worse because I, I wasn't getting, um, you know, the nutrition I needed from, uh, there was like very little protein and no healthy fats. Um, so, but I did, I believed I was better just cause I had lost the weight. Um, around that time I got pregnant with my son and, um, I, at like the first doctor's appointment, prenatal checkup, I discovered I still had high blood pressure. It never went away. And this was like devastating to me because at this point, um, I had been, uh, vegetarian. So I hadn't been eating meat for maybe like a year and a half at this point. And I was like, well, how could this be? You know, I'm, I'm eating the healthiest diet. Um, but sure enough, blood pressure was still high. And, um, I thought it would have been a healthier pregnancy because I was eating better and I didn't gain as much weight, but it was even worse. Like my mood was in the toilet. I felt, I feel like I was like actually going crazy during that time. And I, um, I just figured, you know, after I had the baby, I could lose more weight and fix the issues I was having. Um, so fast forward to giving birth to my son. Um, I, I decided to go vegan. So cut out eggs, dairy, because I'll surely lose more weight and that'll fix all my health issues. Um, but that wasn't the case. My health just really just started to decline further and further and further after the birth of my son. Um, all the way, I guess it, it, it got to the lowest point, uh, about a year postpartum. Uh, my son was about a year old and I started waking up in the middle of the night with these stabbing chest pains. Like it felt like, like somebody was stabbing me in the chest. And that sensation was what was waking me up out of bed. And I was very low weight at this point. Um, I was maybe like 125 pounds and I was running uh, upwards of 10, mi 10, 12 miles a week, pushing a stroller. And um, I, so I was doing a bunch of cardio. I wasn't eating any meat, eggs, dairy, very low fat diet. And my blood pressure was getting higher and higher and higher. It's like the more weight I lost, the higher my blood pressure got. And these episodes with the chest pains were like really scaring me, really freaking me out. And, um, it got so bad this one night. Um, I, I just had this feeling like something was really wrong with me. I checked my blood pressure. something crazy. Like, 210 over like 150, like, you know, like a, an emergency. So I go to the emergency room, I'm having like pain and numbness in my left side. And so I think I'm having a heart attack or a stroke. Um, but 
when I get to the emergency room, I go through triage. They do a blood draw. My blood was this milky mauve color, which freaked me out even further. And which come to find out later, it's because my triglycerides were so high that um, it, it had affected the color of my blood. It wasn't a deep, rich color because I had all this uh, this uh, triglycerides in my blood, which is caused by excess carbohydrate consumption. Um, but in the ER, they didn't they didn't explain anything to me, like why I'm feeling so bad, why my health is in the toilet, uh, even though I'm eating the healthiest diet uh, known to mankind and doing all this cardio, they just sent me home with another um, medication for high blood pressure, which I had already had one, but it just wasn't working. Like my system was so messed up that it was not responding to um, a beta, beta blocker already um, and uh, iron pills. Um, after that night, it was... I had kind of like really lost hope and I just was like, okay, well, I'm dying. It really sucks. I have these genetics that, you know, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm just going to die young. And um, around that time, it was maybe a few days later, I was like, well, I better start eating meat and eggs again because I don't want to die. And people blame this on my vegan diet. I don't want them to think that's what killed me. I wanted people to be like, oh, well, she started eating all this uh, meat again. So that's why she died. Um, and so I remember the first thing I had was a, um, a egg and cheese sandwich. And immediately after having that, like, I remember that day I was feeling like usual, like very sluggish. I could feel my, my blood pressure pounding in my head, just very hard to function. Uh, but immediately after having that sandwich, I felt a calm and I ended up taking my blood pressure and it had lowered considerably from what it was before. So it was, it at the time I didn't see it this way, but my body really needed that. And it was like calming to it to finally get something it needed. Um, I went on though, like a, a year or so, not eating much uh, animal products. I would have it like once or twice a week because I was like, well, I still want to be a little healthy. I don't want to go off the rails here. Um, but I, I did still have in my mind, like I, there's something I can do with my diet or my exercise to fix this. And I knew at this point, um, a doctor wasn't going to help me. So I just, beyond beyond prescribing me a medication that may or may not work or may or may not have some crazy side effects. So I just kept in like this purgatory state for uh, another year, year or two, um, just focusing on trying to lose weight, trying to cut calories and trying to eat natural foods. Uh, fast forward to, I guess, February 2020. I had really hit a wall. I wasn't feeding my body, wasn't fueling myself. And I'm trying to lift weights. And um, I just, I was just exhausted. And I was on a walk one day. Um, it, it was like my third little thing of cardio that I was doing in that day. And I just, 
felt like just laying down in the street. I was just so exhausted. And it was like, I just, I just couldn't go on. Um, and I remember that night in bed saying to myself, okay, body, what do you need? Just, just tell me what I need to do. And the thing that popped into my head was I need more food and less exercise. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to you. Um, I didn't want to go off the rails just yet because there was a wedding planned, which ended up getting canceled because of COVID. And I was supposed to be going to the beach, which I did still go to the beach. Um, and But after that, I said, okay, well, I'm going to go all in. There's a famous, um, famous influencer on YouTube, Stephanie Buttermore, around the same time she was doing this all in journey to fix her appetite and um, regulate her appetite. And yeah. And so I was like, well, that must be me too. And I went all in. I started eating all this junk food, whatever I wanted, ice cream for breakfast, whatever, bagels in bed. I was, and I ended up spending like that whole summer in the bed because at first I had a lot of energy, but it ended up just making me sluggish and feel like crap. I started having like psychotic episodes. Um, like my, my mental health was, was off the chain. Um, and I, I think I gained like something like 30 pounds, 30 to 40 pounds in a really short time, like two months. Um, and the, my chest pains had gotten really bad again. And, uh, my blood pressure was still really high and it was like, what am I going to do? I can't keep going on like this. Eventually I'm going to be like almost 300 pounds and, you know, it just, just wasn't going right. Um, and like I said, I was in the in the bed that whole summer, watching TV, watching YouTube, uh, eating Pop Tarts. And this one day, a video was recommended to me on YouTube. It was um, "Vegans: The Epitome of Malnourishment" by Sparge. And I clicked on it. I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting." And this was the first time ever since I had given up meat that it had even occurred to me that veganism is not the ideal, that it's bad for you, that it makes people sick. And it kind of got my wheels turning. Like, am I so bad off now because I was malnourished is, you know, as can that be the case? And then I watched a video, an interview Sverige was doing with um, a young, uh, he, he was a, a guy in his late 20s, just like me, mid to late 20s, just like me. He was a vegan. And as a vegan and as a distance runner, he had developed diabetes and hypertension. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that was possible. And then he had cured those conditions by doing something called a carnivore diet. And I was like, my mind was blown, like, because I, I still thought these were unhealthy foods, right? Um, and from there, I started to learn more about, um, I, I started to watch all of the low carb down under uh, episodes on YouTube and learning more and more about low-carb diets, how they affect your body, why meat isn't going to kill you, 
Um, from, from the low carb down under series, I found the low carb MD podcast and I binge listened to all of that, uh, through them. I found so many books like Nina Teichelt's, um, the big fat surprise and just really started educating myself about all of these things. Um, when I found the low carb down under series, I did start to go low carb immediately. And that improved my blood pressure, improved my chest pains. They still weren't 100% better, but it had improved a lot. I think um, when I did that, my blood pressure was like around 130 over 85. So still high, but much better than what it had been. Um, and then uh, I started lowering the carbs more and more. The more I learned, the more confidence I had to let go of the carbs. By about April of 2021, I was um, keto. And I the only things I, the only plant foods I still had in my diet was like chocolate, coconut. Um, sometimes I'd have like some keto junk, like ice cream, uh, things like that. And I kept hearing more and more about carnivore. It was always in the back of my mind because that guy that Sverige interviewed, he had healed his hypertension and diabetes um, with a carnivore diet. Um, so fast forward to June, 2021. I finally decided to take the plunge and try carnivore because my health issues had improved, but it still wasn't the um, complete healing that I was looking for. And I, I wanted to try carnivore out and see how that, how that worked out for me. And um, a big motivator for finally trying it was um, the Meet RX podcast. I just binge listened to all of their success stories and um, that that gave me the confidence to finally try it. So I actually was driving to North Carolina um, to drop my kids off with my mom. And on that whole trip, all I did was listen over and over, back to back, these success stories. And by the time I touched ground in North Carolina, I was like, okay, I'm a carnivore now. I'm going to try this out. So three weeks into my carnivore journey, I got my first perfect blood pressure reading. Um, and it was unbelievable because I, I was thinking this must be a fluke. Um, it's surely going to shoot back up, but it never did. And um, it was, it was like this amazing thing. So it was like, oh, wow. After all this time, it was as simple as that. Just eat meat. This thing that I thought was going to kill me, that was so bad for me. If I had only done it back then, you know, I never would have had any of the issues I had. Um, and the it took a little bit longer for the chest pains to totally resolve. But week after week, they got less and less and less um, to, to the point where it was just hints of it now and then. And then to the point that they just never came back. Um, and yeah, so that was June, June 20th, 2021 carnivore. And I never looked back. I'm never looking back. I will be carnivore for life because I, I believe it a hundred percent saved my life. I, I, 
I can't imagine where I would be now if I had just stayed in bed and kept eating Pop-Tarts and never saw that, uh, that Sparrow's video and went down that whole rabbit hole to get me where I'm at now. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing all that, Alyssa. And um, it's amazing what you've been through. Um, and you you mentioned, um, you know, earlier on some of your challenges with um, binge eating. How did that progress as you moved into like a vegan and vegetarian diet? And then you mentioned doing all in. I imagine that um, perhaps exacerbated some of those issues. But yeah, how, how has that evolved for you and, and now since going to carnivore? This episode is brought to you by Optimal Carnivore. Many people I talk to struggle to get enough organ meat on a carnivore diet. There's debate about whether you need to eat organs or not, but I like to supplement with organ meats and it makes me feel better and many carnivores would agree. Optimal Carnivore was created by carnivores for carnivores. In fact, I was consulted during the formulation, which is pretty cool. Um, they have a unique organ complex that combines nine different organs, liver, brain, heart, and more. Um, all from grass-fed, grass-finished animals in New Zealand. And taking six capsules a day is the same as eating an ounce of raw liver. Um, and it's it's completely freeze-dried, and they use a very high-quality process to retain all the nutrients. You can use the link in the episode description or um, the link in my Instagram bio and use the code carnivore 10 to save a checkout and support the show. Thank you. Yeah. So as a vegan and vegetarian, it was, it was still like very sure I would, I would restrict over restrict. And, um, like at night I dig into some junk food that didn't have any meat in it. Right. Or didn't have any dairy. Um, and that was, that was something that stayed with me. I was always binging and restricting, binging and restricting, um, even when I came to low carb and keto, I do pretty good, but then I would find myself binging on cheese or binging on nuts, um, coming to carnivore. And this is something that I, I, I guess I don't, I forget how bad it was. And I don't mention, mention a lot cause it's not part of my life anymore. And it's like, it's crazy to think that it was such a big problem and now it's not a problem now. It's, it, it's, it's weird telling people about it because they're like, but it's such a restrictive diet. It is, I guess, because I'm not eating as many foods, but I have food freedom in that I never, I don't, I don't distrust myself now around food. I never have that feeling like, oh my goodness, if I had just one of those, I'm going to go off the rails. I'm going to you know, be sick at the end of the night. I'm going to have this huge rock in my belly. Um, I just, I get hungry and I eat, I eat as much as I want and that's it. I'm, I don't criticize myself for eating too much now. Um, and I, it's, yeah, it's, it's like two different lives because when you asked me that question, I was like, wait, I was binge eating. Yeah, I was binge eating, but I, it's, it's not something I struggle, I struggle with anymore. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, what has been the response from kind of your family seeing you go through this and seeing you change um, your health and, and your, some of your habits as well? Yeah. Um, 
Well, I know my husband is really thankful because he saw me going through all of this. Like I said, we've been together since high school. He saw me doing these terrible big binges of all this junk food and, you know, all these phases I've went through. And um, so I feel like he gets to have a version of me he never got to have before and he never knew existed. Um, A very level-headed, not obsessed with food or my weight or my body image. Um, And so he's really supportive. Um, my, the rest of my family, I know they, I, cause I didn't tell anybody about it until I started to have these amazing benefits. I know they thought it was very, very strange at first. I'm not eating any vegetables, any fruits, just meat, especially I was uh, vegan vegetarian for years. And I was really kind of like militant about it, like telling people like, you shouldn't be eating animals. It's so bad for you. You're going to die of cancer and all this. Um, but they, I know they see, um, a change in me that, um, you know, just like my husband, I'm, I am a different person now. Um, just, you know, from, from this way of eating what it's done for me and, um, they can't help but be happy for me because I struggled for a long time. Yeah, that's that's awesome that you have their support, um, and and they've been with you through all of that. Um, and how how has this affected how you <clears throat> feed your family and how you feed your children as well? Yeah, so we, I'm I'm the mom. I do all the cooking. Uh, <laughs> I do the grocery shopping. So it's meat and more meat. Um, <laughs> For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I I don't want to force carnivore onto my kids, though, or my husband, um, but I am sure to educate my kids. I homeschool them about what constitutes a healthy diet, and they know that I was sick, and they know how I got sick. I make sure they know, hey, I was doing this and this and this and this. This made me sick. If you don't ever want to get sick, make sure you don't do those things. And, um, you know, that it's okay to have these junk foods sometimes, but you really want to make sure meat is first and foremost. And um, if you want carbs, healthy carbs or whole food carbs, not processed foods. Yeah, I think that's an excellent approach um, and something similar to what I've heard a lot of other successful parents have. Um, And they're lucky to have you. Um, showing that example, um, as well as educating them. That's really awesome. And what, um, what inspired you to start the Carnivore Stories podcast, Alyssa, and start sharing more on social media? Yeah, so from, like I was saying, from the beginning of my low-carb journey, I was uh, just constantly trying to educate myself. So I stopped listening to music. I stopped watching anything like that was fiction on TV. It was always podcasts, always, um, you know, me learning things. So anytime we're in the car, mama's listening to a podcast, mama's cleaning the house. There's a podcast on her little speaker. And so my eight-year-old daughter, she knows I like podcasts and she knows the podcast is, and she kept asking me, um, every now and then, Mama, when are you going to make a podcast? Are you going to have a podcast? When are you going to make your podcast? 
And I was always like, well, I don't know, baby. I don't know if I could do that. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I've, I've never been somebody to, I, I don't know what you'd say. Uh, I guess I, I can be kind of introverted. I, I never been, I've never thought of myself as someone who starts something like that. Um, but finally one day it was a little bit before my carniversary and we're on this long family hike. It was longer than we, we, uh, anticipated. And so we're out there with no phones or anything. And, you know, the whole family's talking and my daughter, she brings it up again. And finally she convinces me because I, I also didn't really know what a podcast, what my podcast would even be about. And there's this one podcast that my daughter's heard me listen to. It's called Intermittent Fasting Stories with Jen Stevens. And she says, Mama, you should do carnivore stories with Alyssa Grubner. And I was like, that's a great idea. You know, I think I could do that. And we had this whole little mock episode out there in, um, in High Falls, Georgia. And uh and at the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for my carniversary. I'm going to release the first episode and I'll start reaching out to people and finding out their carnivore stories. So that's how it came about. That's really cool. I, I love the concept. Um, you know, I, I think I've tried to do something similar with carnivore cast. I have a mix of experts, researchers, as well as just a bunch of stories. Because um, I think people really connect with that and... Um, the more people can share their stories, the more we can spread stories, um, the better, because it'll inspire folks to um, take their health into their own hands to a degree and, and uh, try something like the carnivore diet or um, just being a little more conscious of the way they eat doesn't have to be carnivore. Um, so that's wonderful. And, and um, I guess, what are some of your goals with, with the podcast and um, going forward? Um, what are you hoping to do? Yeah. So with the podcast, really, I just want to spread the word. I, I, I want, I want uh, it to get out there that healing is possible, whatever you're suffering through, it doesn't have to be carnivore that ends up healing you, but that you shouldn't give out, give up hope. And there can be something out there that's going to heal you. Don't give up hope. Um, I know that for me, for years, you know, I'm having this issue with my blood pressure, the chest pains, the all everything that came with that, uh, brain fog, mental health issues, um, you know, all all of these things. And anytime I would look on the internet to try to find information, I was um, constantly just getting the the mainstream health advice. Um, like I, I remember giving up sugar one time um, for like a month because I wanted to lose weight. That was my motive. I noticed in that month giving up sugar that my blood pressure had improved. And for whatever reason, I didn't connect the two. I think I did. And I Google searched uh, sugar's effect on blood pressure. And all I'm coming up with is sugar is fine. It's healthy as long as you um, as long as you account, you count it in your daily calories, like you're, you're not going overboard with your calories with sugar. I feel like if at that 
time I had saw something like, oh, I gave up sugar and all carbs and my blood pressure is fixed. I would have given up all carbs. You know, I would have went carnivore right then and there, there and been like, okay, this is the solution. But that information just wasn't out there. So there's a lot more information about carnivore and low carb diets out there now. And if I can just be one more source, you know, that somebody might stumble upon, um, that's, that makes it all worth it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's um, exactly why I started this podcast too. And I think uh, it's it's a wonderful message um, that you're trying to spread. And uh, I'm, I'm just really happy that you're doing it. Um, so thank you so much for coming on today, Alyssa. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and really appreciate you being vulnerable and, and being open to sharing it. Um, and uh, tell folks where they can find you and I'll have links um, in the show notes as well. Yeah. Okay, so you can find the Carnivore Stories podcast on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Just type in Carnivore Stories and it'll come up. Um, also, I have a personal YouTube channel. It's just Alyssa Grubner. And then if you want to connect with me on Instagram, you can find me at Meet Mrs. Grubbs. It's M-E-A-T-M-R-S Grubbs, G-R-U-B-S. I also have a fitness page um, and that's at unity y-o-u-n-i-t-y underscore bit awesome great well thank you so much for your time today Alyssa. really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me scott thank you for listening to this episode of the carnivore cast if you enjoyed this episode please review on itunes it really helps us out and share it with a friend what questions would you like answered or who would you like to hear from in the carnivore research community you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CarnivoreCast or go to CarnivoreCast.com. You can also email me at info at CarnivoreCast.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep it carnivore.